Welcome to episode 19 of the Zone Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jamel, and I'm back with Donovan, Devon, Rashad, Knapp. We have a full squad here today, uh, and we're fresh off the 2021 NFL draft. A lot of teams looking different, but uh, we'll get into that in a bit. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling good, man. Ready to break down doing this well, draft Doing well, doing well. Doing well, dog. New York Jets are winning the AFC East. All right, man. All right. Oh, what? What? It's too early? (laughs) Oh, yo, Mac Jones, Tom Brady of the future? I don't know about all that one, but I hope he... Stonehill tripping as a whole tonight. Yo, you you getting a Mac Jones jersey? Absolutely not. But I wish him the best. Like, if honestly, he won the wow. super, if he won the Super Bowl, you get a Mac Jones jersey. Yes, all right. All right. Yeah, that's man, what it takes. Why, what about Nap? Nah, what about Nap? What about Nap? Because I know Nap, Nap feels strongly about Mac Jones. If he won us the Super Bowl, I'll certainly get him a jersey. Or if he was just part of the team that won us, the yeah, Super Bowl. I would definitely get his jersey. You're not getting. His There's jersey. other players who's who. who yo, I yo, you know, you're not getting his jersey. Bro. I, if he won us the Super Bowl, I would consider of all getting the, of all the players on the current New England Patriots. No, what I'm saying, <laughs> no, he, like, I'm not, like at this moment, getting? I would not go spend my money on a Mac Jones jersey. Nah, really, yo, even as a hardcore, I, I can see Devon getting an Aguilar yo, jersey. This is yeah, part of the, this is part of the reason why. <laughs> this is part of the reason why I want to see Mac Jones succeed to see if he does succeed where the energy is. Oh, well, if, well, bro, if he succeeds, I'm a football fan. All right, all right. I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, listen, we could talk about that. I'm just saying, if y'all were to win another chip, Mac Jones is not the first jersey you're about to go buy. It's There's not. A, no, other jerseys on that team. But it depends. as would I. It depends how he play. If he go out there and throw he, five tutties, 540 uh, yards passing, QB rating of 139, like, you still not buying his shit. Nah, I might, man. I if might. he went us the chip. I'm a I'm a rock his shit. Pause. Whoa. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, nah, but um, uh, all right, yeah, no, nah, it was super exciting. Uh, NFL draft. Uh, love the Patriots getting a quarterback. Uh, even if Mac Jones isn't the QB of the future, um, you know, I don't think we're stuck with them long term if we really don't want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Uh, so let's talk about you know every team's first round draft pick. Uh, some teams, you know, reach for a couple guys. Other teams got great value out of guys. Uh, but we'll start from the top. Which division do you guys want to start with? This is going on order. Sure, dude. Uh, so first we got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, general manager Steve Kime in the first round, they selected Zavin Collins, linebacker from Tulsa, uh, with the 16th pick in the NFL draft. A uh, linebacker was a position of need for them. How do you guys feel about the pick? Yeah. Just, just to clarify real quick, we're going in al- alphabetical order for everybody listening. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. order of the picks. Yeah. Um, Zavin Collins, uh, guy from Tulsa. He was actually – he has, like, I think – when I think of him, like, the first time I saw a film of him, his size, what, 6'4", 260. Um, massive, yeah, two seventy, yeah, 
a, a position of need they addressed. Um, he's not the final piece of what they have going on. Um, they just brought in J.J. Watt, um, added him. So I think he's a nice compliment. Uh, they have a young uh, Isaiah Simmons from last year who's also a linebacker or a hybrid, yeah, he strong safety, safety, whatever. Um, so they're – and that in that pick, they they're continuing to to address defensively um, what they want to get done. Yeah, the Cardinals needed to build up that defense a little bit more. Um, I would have liked to see you know them maybe go grab uh, offensive lineman, give Kyler maybe a little bit more protection, saw um saw it up the front the trenches for them because they you know their run game didn't go that great last year. They were good in the past, but it just wasn't. I'd like to see them. Be a little bit more efficient running the ball. Definitely. And uh, they only got one O-lineman in this draft uh, with a seventh-round pick. So I don't imagine that end up panning out. So they'll have to look into free agency if they're going to shore up that. Uh, but they spent five total picks on defense and two picks on offense this year. Zayvon Collins, uh, despite his size, you know, he moves really well for a bigger linebacker. Uh, he plays well in coverage and um, definitely a good addition to that team. I'm kind of surprised they went linebacker back-to-back two years in a row. Um, I think it's a tough position to come in and be good at immediately. Uh, just linebackers, a lot to process. Uh, but overall, I think in terms of talent and uh, potential with that uh, that scheme, uh, Zayvon Collins is a pretty good pick. Yeah, before we move on, that uh, they picked up Rondell Moore in the second round, and he's another smaller receiver. That's a like kind of quick guy, fast guy, kind of like reminds me a little bit more of like Andy Isabella, like they already have. So they definitely try and get the Jets off the carrier. Yeah, it's like an Andy Isabella 2.0 right there. Yeah. He's really explosive. Um, and with Cliff King- Kingsbury over there, I mean, the college offense style, he likes to run. Uh, you know, it's just another, you know, gadget for him to, you know, add to the offense. So I like it. And uh, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Now, we uh, didn't know what, what they were going to do with this pick, but, you know, they took the best value uh, out of a, a non-quarterback position. Uh, I mean, could debate that Penny Sewell would have been a good pick here, but they took Kyle Pitts out of Florida, the generational talent. Um, we kind of saw it coming, kind of didn't. They have other needs, but, you know, the Atlanta Falcons haven't been a team known to pass on an offensive talent like that, uh, given that they have Julio, Calvin Ridley, uh, it's a dangerous offense, uh, but that defense will let up 40 a game. Yeah, I remember you a couple weeks ago mentioning that uh, you could see them f- see him going there and uh, being effective with Julio and uh, Matt Ryan as their later years are upon us. I feel like this pick, like it kind of is like giving Matt Ryan another chance. Like we're adding you another weapon. I mean, they could have helped the team in a better way to get further, but I think them displaying that, like, look, we're getting – Matt Ryan, another weapon. Like, I feel like they just want to see what they can get out of him. And I think it's kind of like that's the direction of this pick. Although Kyle Pitts will be there after Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think whether or not it's for I – don't, I don't think it's a, a question of whether or not it's for Matt Ryan. I just think they saw what they liked in Kyle Pitts and them having a history of getting these types of weapons for their offense. But um, Yeah, but if they went and grabbed the QB, then you could say that it was about – Matt Ryan, so I feel like the fact that they went the other way says a little something about. Yeah, but maybe maybe next year because they yeah. did. There was the rumor about them being traded, uh, traded to another team. So maybe next year they go and grab a QB if they if they don't place. Yeah, if not this place year, well in next the, year, in the NFL draft. Sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're not. They definitely like Kyle Pitts for for them to take him 
at four, uh, especially like Jamel said, they could have gotten Sewell, which all the top ten teams could have gotten. But um, yeah, Kyle Pitts is, appears to be like a generational talent, so they liked what they saw in him. So yeah, definitely. I think it was a, a it's a good fit for them. I mean, in terms of your long term plans. You know, I don't know what the future looks like, you know, when you don't have Matt Ryan there and Julio's a little bit older if they end up getting traded. But in terms of how that offense looks on paper, that's dangerous. Maybe they're trying to redo what they did in 2016 one more time before they, uh, you know, kick the boots off of Matt Ryan. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. The next team we got up is the Baltimore Ravens, Rashad's Ravens. And in the first round, they took Rashad Bateman. Uh, how do you feel about that pick, Rashad? He needed the receiver. Yeah, uh, I was excited about it. Um, they've actually continuing like to I don't know the exact number, but in recent years they've been trying to get get these arsenal of weapons on the receiving end. Uh, hopefully, uh, I looked at his highlight his highlight tape and I, I was really impressed. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, they also got they actually have two first rounders too. So, but they did get um, Odafe Owe, who is. Six five, he's like six five, like two sixty, some something crazy. He's just a physical specimen, but not fully developed as a, a football player. He's only played football for like five years total. Um, and he didn't have any sacks last year in, in college season, so um, he's just a, a work in progress for them. What do you think about them grabbing uh, Sean Wade, Sean Wade at Ohio State? I thought that was a big pick for them. I think that's a big pick for the secondary. Late fifth round, yeah. like uh, talent, that was sure. a steal for the fifth round. Yeah, I mean, you I can don't never... know if it's a steal. Sean th- Wade did I... get burned a few times. Like, yeah, every yeah, yeah. Draft dog dropped yeah. for a reason. But but the but the thing about him was that he was actually a projected first round. Uh, so they did get uh, you know, you talked about Sean Wade and um the value they got there. I think the good thing about that pick, more importantly, is he has a, a nice secondary to grow in, uh, in terms of the scheme, the defense, uh, the guys ahead of him. Uh, you know, he's a talented guy. There's no doubt about that. He got burned a few times. But uh, you put him with the right guys and he gets the right mentality uh, going into his few years with the Ravens. I mean, that's a great <clears throat> franchise to, you know, increase your worth as a DB. Yeah, I'm just saying for the for the slot purposes of the the, the Ravens covering in the slot, they, they now have a guy, an extra guy to put in there. Tavon Young, too. Exactly. To go, go in there and cover – the explosive receivers that they see in their division and in their conference year in and year out. Absolutely. And, um, you know, they also got another good value pick out of Ben Cleveland, uh, the big guard out of Georgia. Uh, that's going to be huge for that run offense. Uh, you guys had a couple holes in the O-line, but interior, I think you guys uh, did a pretty good job, you know, solidifying that and uh, taking a guy that could be, you know, one of the best interior O-linemen uh, in the draft going forward. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up, we have the Buffalo Bills, uh, and with their first-round pick, uh, the 30th pick, they got Gregory Rousseau, the freak, out of Miami. I uh, thought it was a great pick for them. What do you guys think? Yeah, I remember us talking. Well, I remember at least saying how for the for the Bills offensively, uh, we don't really know. I didn't really know what their pick would be. I couldn't really project what they were going to get just because of, you know, what they are as a team. Did they want to? address the offense that they didn't really need to, but it turned out to be Gregory Rousseau, who's six seven. Like I actually wanted him to go to the Ravens because of his size and him as an edge rusher, but a six seven edge rusher. Um seems like they're going towards, you know, uh getting together that, that defense. Um 
I don't want to get too far ahead, but in the next round, they actually drafted another edge rusher. Um, so clearly with this pick, it tells you that they want to get things in order for the defense to complement a deep playoff run for the offense. He was getting a lot of flack because his arms are short. What do you guys think about that? Like he was like like he was seen as playing better interior than he was on the outside while he was in college, but his arms are quote unquote short. And I mean, the NFL draft always has these random ass statistics and things about people yeah, that they come yeah. up with to try and you know have their have their stock drop or even rise sometimes. But what do y'all think about you know short arms for that <laughs> for that Bills defense? Well, he's been playing football up until this point at a high level and like when he played last year though however i mean he got to miami (laughs) so i mean however he gets off the edge you know there's ways to do it so i don't doubt that he'll be able to get the job done i'm sure like he won't be straight arming dudes in the nfl but like he'll find a way for sure i mean he's a first round talent i think it's the right pick yeah nonetheless you have that flexibility to put him interior like you said he's been effective at and his main position off the edge yeah i mean i think it's uh something you you actually do have to talk about when you're talking about the importance of extension on a d-line uh as a on the outside or on the inside your arms are your weapons um and so i understand why that's something that has been talked about as you know being important it's not to say you can't succeed without those long arms it's just the NFL and those pro- the scouts and those guys, they're looking at projections and talent and measurables and what can I see and, you know, what makes sense. That's why Devonta Smith is falling because – or, you know, because they talked about him falling because he's 166. And that's – when you saw the film, you didn't know that. But after they said that, now his stock is dropping. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, you supposedly have something that could be a disadvantage to you in the NFL. It doesn't mean it's going to be. Um, and it does mean you might have to find other ways to win. So he's a freak in terms of his size and athleticism. I think he has enough measurables to make up for it. So um, I can understand it. That's just not always uh, something that I would use as like an indicator of if a guy's going to work for my team or not. Yeah, very understandable. It's, it's just interesting to think about, you know, because like they were this. You watch you watch enough of the draft, like you start to pick up on how they just break people down and it's uh it's pretty systematic. But they did a lot of comparing him to Jalen Phillips, who was the the edge rusher, the other Miami University edge russer that went like fourteen picks ahead of him. Um now they said Gregory Rousseau, obviously he had like what, a fifteen sack season the last time that he played, last time he stepped on the field. So he was killing shit. But they were like, Well, one whatever this arm issue is, the fact that he has shorter arms, but two, the fact that he's not as polished as Jalen Phillips was or some of the other guys in the league, like it's almost like another step that you have to move through. It'd be one thing if he has short arms and he has, I don't know, the illest spin move to go with a nice rip and, you know, Mm -hmm. things that you can work with. But if he's kind of, you know, still in like his beginning stage, not to say it can't be done, been done but it's not done for everybody definitely definitely it's um you're definitely you know the draft is all about potential (laughs) you know what is the potential of these guys and uh when you guys coming off the big board it's probably because um you know hopefully a team didn't panic but they're picking the guy that they think is going to be the best in terms of developing in their scheme and growing within that team so 
Um, you know, we see that a little bit later in the draft as well. The next team up, we got the Carolina Panthers uh, going cornerback and taking J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Um, there was projected they would get a corner in some drafts, but I, I didn't. I don't know if it was my first choice for them. I won't hold you. I love what the Panthers did with their first two picks. Yeah, like me I, too. Like, I really like what, what they did with these first two picks. Like, making sure that they're locking up that defense because, I mean, they're going to, like, who knows what Sam Darnold's about to bring you. So you need to make sure that you're, at the very least, stopping other people from putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. And then number two, to go out and get Terrace Marshall in, in you know, in round two, big six four wide receiver that's going to complement the other guys that you have on that team. You got a burner in Robbie Anderson, and then you have um, – DJ Moore. DJ Moore as well. like Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel went to uh, – Oh, he, he's out? I yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got picked up by the um, – By the football team. Yeah, by the football team. <laughs> oh, yeah, I but, don't remember seeing that. But, like, they are rounding out their offense yeah. for yeah. Darnold. Projection-wise, I thought that – I remember um, the cornerbacks coming off a lot earlier than we had expected. Uh, I remember when he got drafted, J.C. Horn, um, or maybe it was Sartain. I don't know who got drafted first, but I remember – being surprised at how how soon the the D backs were coming off the board, um, I thought I thought the Panthers would have continued to get more weapons for Sam Darnold, but like Donovan said, some good points about the uncertainties surrounding him and getting him that defender. So in that in that way, it makes sense. And they definitely addressed the the need to surround Sam Darnold in the other rounds too, like tackle in the third. Tight end in the fourth. I mean, yeah, Chubba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State, definitely a name I've heard. Yeah, he's so. tough too. Yeah, he was like one of the nation's leader in I think rushing touchdowns. And then Terrence Marshall, obviously, we we saw what he can do. So I'm I'm excited to see what the Panthers are gonna look like this year. Yep. Yeah, the Panthers aren't in win now mode, which makes this super interesting because with all these picks, um, a lot of them in good value, especially because they have 11 picks. Uh, they have six on offense, four on defense, and a long snapper that they took. Um, you know, it's a they lot. To a long snapper. <laughs> yeah, <a> right. <laughs> There's two long snappers drafted, actually. Um, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but they got a lot of young sleep. talent uh, on their team, so it's going to be interesting seeing what the Panthers do going forward. Uh, are they going to be a competitor next year? You know, maybe not. But uh, in the coming years, you know, they could be developing something special if Sam Darnold pans out. Um, but up next, and we have one of the biggest moves of the draft, uh, the Chicago Bears. Ryan Pace putting it all on the table, moving up to take Justin Fields uh, with the 11th pick out of Ohio State. Uh, Bears fans could not be happier, and I'm sick as a Patriots fan. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, great for them. If Justin Fields is who we think he is, this is great for the Bears. Like, th- like they'll definitely be a team to be reckoned with at this point. Like. Getting them getting a QB, a young talented QB is just the move that they needed to make, and the fact that they pulled it off and got Fields, who was a guy who people thought was gonna go in maybe the top three. I mean, yeah, they they definitely value. got a win in their book. Yeah, when we go on later to talk about the value of, of the draft and the teams, I got the most value. Um, I'll I'll talk about more about how I consider Chicago as being a big winner. In the draft, just because um, the direction that they're going to shift in, and how they continue to build around, you know, their future. We all know Justin Fields um, is going to be the future of that team. So, how after not only the first round pick, but the next two after that, rounds two and 
they didn't go until round five after that, how they adjust the offensive line. So, um, big move by Chicago. Absolutely. A-Rob to the Pro Bowl next year. You heard it here first. I mean, yeah, he, he, he might he might get there with or without yeah, whoever. He's always – that's never a question, but definitely going to add some – has potential to make him a lot more effective. I just think he's happier today than he was before. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what matters to me, man. Al Robinson deserves a real quarterback. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was messed up on, uh, I think, PFF. I was, I was oh, yeah, how many um... – Nah, it was, I was on Twitter, and then um, – so there was like a tweet that Chicago had – had uh, tweeted out when they signed Andy Dalton, and it was like Q- the caption was QB one. And then after field after Fields got drafted, they they quoted to the tweet. If you're, familiar, if you're familiar with Twitter, they have like quotes, and you could tweet the quotes. But the uh, PFF they, they kind of like corrected it with a little star. QB it said two. QB two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You already, we everyone knows everyone <laughs> knows the direction that Chicago's heading in. Yeah, so. Andy Dalton's sick, uh, but I mean he should have known. I mean, come nah, on, nah, nah. I mean, they told him he was I the don't guy. Care what they tell you, they told him he's I the mean, guy. I tell you to jump off a bridge, you go <laughs> jump. Like, no. yeah. so. As far as it's far not, as not, not even applicable. As far as <laughs> it's not, not, it's not, not at all. <laughs> hey man, as far as Andy Dalton knows, Chicago told him when they signed that he is the guy. Hey man. And then he thinks he would have just showed up on the strength of their word. Like, he didn't have to perform. Like, I mean, they're going to give him an opportunity They to don't start. owe you nothing but word. the money they paid you. Word. Like, look, man, and Andy, we got this other guy, and he's better. Like. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, but speaking of Andy Dalton, uh, going to his former team, uh, we get to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, with their first pick, uh, I know Rashad didn't like it, uh, but they got Jamar Chase. Super talented receiver out of LSU. I can't say I'm mad at it. I'm excited to see what the offense will look like, but I'm also nervous for Joe Burrow. Uh, they, they definitely yeah. was like, all right, second round, they grabbed the tackle. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I, fact, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you guys know how frustrated I am by this pick, so I'll let you guys – I'll let you guys <laughs> go in-depth about that. Um, but I pers- my, my strong personal feelings felt as if that the Bengals should have gotten – Penny Sewell, but quite frankly, the the Jamar Chase uh, pick it's it's cool, it's cute, it's good for the headlines, but you should have gone with Sewell. But that's Not all yet. I have to say. I, my <laughs> point is, I think that the value that they get in reconnecting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, like they feel that protecting Joe Burrow, they can try to do with their other assets, like they did with the second round pick. So, like, they address the needs somewhat. And who's to say that that second-round tackle is not going to be a guy who contributes and helps the line? But, like, getting Jamar Chase with that pick, that's something that you can basically count on him to get about six to eight touchdowns this year off yeah. the strength of that connection. My my only thing is, though, right, so you just drafted Joe Burrow last year as the future of your franchise, right? And then the next year you have another guy who could protect you who is considered a generational talent. You – I – you would think that it just makes the most sense to to get your guy, the best guy, who could be someday all pro. I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but this guy has a really high ceiling in Penny Sewell. Um, yeah, and I then mean, I definitely think they could have took Penny Sewell, but yeah, but and then for your your quarterback to to go out and tear his ACL, and then with then the following draft, you have opportunity to get him the protection by again a guy who's considered the among the best they've ever seen in a while one quick thing but, though the the offensive line is a unit though 
and like them having a strong player in in one slot won't necessarily yeah, but we but we seen but we did see the pressure dude, could come from the other side. We and have we had seen the same issue. So him having that connection with Jamar, I think that's more. It's more valuable. I understand that, but with their weapons, a, but with the weapons they had com- prior to Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd and Higgins, he was getting it done with them as a rookie before he got hurt. Right now, he on has Thursday this night guy football, that he broke a SEC receiving on Thursday night football primetime television against the Browns. Everyone saw what Joe Burrow is capable of, and if he had a, if if he just simply has an offensive line to protect him, even with the weapons that they had again before Jamar Chase, then. I thought it was a perfect marriage that they signed Penny Sewell, but those are my personal opinions. That man threw for like something like, what was it, 50, 50 pass attempts? Oh, in that game? In that game? Bro, it was it like was 60. Like 50, it was like 60, 60 or something like, crazy. As a rookie, bro, that's yeah. unheard of. Like he did yeah. that on a couple of games. Bro, nah, but, he, but specifically that game, he was like, like going crazy. Um, but I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with Chase. But the the protection was yeah. was more necessary for this team, especially now that he has a torn ACL and he'll he'll be coming back. Yeah. I won't hold you. I was in that camp, but I almost want to be in in this camp right here I, talking yeah, about I, talking I about talking about Chase being a good deal, right? Like hey, before before draft, I'm like, yo, pick up Penny Sewell. You know he's about to be a starter. You know. He's gonna be formidable at least. I like, was also in that boat, but like just like like now that it's came to fruition, yeah. it's like okay, this is what it is now, and they this is what they thought. Like that's how I'm thinking of it. It's like okay, so they were thinking that this pick is more this connection is more valuable than putting this one great offensive lineman around Joe Burrow because, and I see that as well. Like now that I like, like see it from their perspective, like, yeah, man, like that is pretty scary. Like I actively like remember they can run like RPOs, like <laughs> they don't have to block that long. <laughs> Imagine telling that to your GM. Nah, nah, I mean obviously, but like Imagine a coach telling that's that to definitely GM. in coach, their mind. We need to get this guy. We just have to. Run RPOs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I bet you somebody in that room made something along that line. Nah, but yeah, point. but yeah, um, it definitely has the makings of to be something for great for the NFL. The story, two guys that won a national championship together, like the potential for that story to happen is great. But um, yeah. I just think on a pra- on a practical level, right? Like. Like you was just talking about, yo, they ended up getting they ended up getting an offensive tackle from Clemson at forty six, right? Like at the end of the day, yes, the offensive line is a unit, and you could just throw good players together as a unit that will make shit happen. Mm-hmm. But having that quarterback to wide receiver connection is a little bit different. Where it's like it's on them. Like if they have great timing, if they have, if they have, yeah, like, like he, won't, he can have pressure in his face, but he knows Jamar runs that route like this, like so he's getting it off, and he's smart enough to throw the ball pre pre read, like like not even seeing it, because we've seen him make those throws. <laughs> nah, you made it. You might have just changed my mind. I mean, <laughs> you might have just changed I, my mind with that. That's real. That's what it is. I can see it, especially like think about like I don't know what's his name, Orlando Brown. He got shipped out third third round. He was a third round pick, all pro. Like. It's not. It's not. It's not far fetched. The fact that they didn't go like, all right, it would have looked ridiculous yeah. if they said receiver, 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 yeah. defender. Like what? Like you're not gonna address, address the need, but like they addressed the need with the second round pick. I think that's, it's it's not the same as getting Penny Sewell, but 
I'm sure that guy Jackson Carmen out of Clemson, he's going to be somebody. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, I understand Rashad's point because uh, the safer pick, I think, is Penny Sewell. Um, if you mean safer for the team in terms of the floor of the player you're going to get, you know, despite, you know, any future circumstances that may happen to uh, receivers or anything like that, I think in terms of retaining that type of talent for a long time and it benefiting your team for a long time, I can understand the value there. But they drafted two tackles in a center, like – uh, they made some moves interior to get their O-line right on the outside, and then they um, made some moves in free agency. So we'll see what happens with the Bengals. But next up, we got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in the first round, they selected Greg Newsom uh, to go in an already stacked secondary. Um, this is an amazing pick. And, I mean, just to get to the next pick, I mean, they got Joker, uh, Jeremiah Owusu, Koromoa, Dame uh, in the second round to go on top of it. And he was a first projected first-round talent. So... Um, he fell because of a heart issue. Uh, but talk about a draft for Cleveland. Yeah. On top of on top of a already like very successful offseason for them. Yeah, we're talking about a team that's in the hunt for a Super Bowl like this year or trying to trying to capture that goal with the moves that they're making. Um, I thought that one of their few lapses was the linebacker position. In in their whole defense, in their whole team, I thought they were pretty solid around, but uh, maybe another DB and linebacker, and that was their first two picks. And you know, these are you know these are guys that are top players in their. They were both top players in their conference. Like Jamel said, uh, Joker was going to be a first round talent had he not had that heart problem show up. What was that like a week ago or something like that? Probably like draft day. Yeah, the day before draft day. Yeah. News travels fast. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so um, kudos to the Browns for uh, picking up picking up these guys and having a having a good draft this year. They've been doing a lot of moves this off season, and I see them taking uh, leaps as an organization this year. Yeah, like but even before the draft, like you look at you look at the the Cleveland offensively, like everything is set on that side of the ball, and then for them to go and address uh corner you can never have too many defensive backs um on an already talented defense um this team this team is scary uh fortunately they're in the afc north for the ravens so but i still give them their props for for how they drafted especially i was upset with how teams were just letting uh joker just sit around and slip to them so that was another one um that they hit on i think um so definitely that's gonna be the that division, Cleveland in that division is going to be one to be reckoned with and overall as an AFC contender. Yeah, they're just a, a top team in the AFC at this point. On on paper, on paper. Yeah, I mean, they were last year. They were a top team, so and they're just adding. So you can't really take mm-hmm. it away. But it's a new season, but I, I don't doubt that Cleveland will hit the ground running. Yeah, I think the the point is the core of this team now. Yeah, it's uh, it's like solidified. Yeah, like they're just adding, getting getting guys back in the secondary. Yeah, like it's in the secondary they get Odell back on offense. They haven't even had uh, Delpit really out there that much. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, you're just talking about a team that's poising for a five year run. They got being competitive, a five ten year run at being competitive. Maybe not ten years. That's a long time. Imagine being a five year like run. It's just crazy because like. Pats fans, we were riding the wave. We're like, so we got six chips, but Cleveland, like, it might be a good time to be a Cleveland fan right now because you guys ate shit for so long. 
But I can smell something coming in Cleveland. It ain't shit. <laughs> the Browns. <laughs> it ain't shit. <laughs> Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Uh, not really. Right, but. Y'all's team. <laughs> but um, they went defense heavy in this draft. In the first round, though, they got stud at linebacker, the top-rated uh, backer, Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Uh, they say he's the next coming of Donta Hightower in terms of that type of uh, uh, effectiveness he can have on the field, whether it be from pass rushing or, um, you know, coverage and uh, blitzing and all that. So, um, you know, I think they're pretty excited about this pick. But how do you guys feel about it? Um, they, like, stacked up crazy on defense. Um, again, like the Browns, you look at uh, Dallas offensively, uh, no real need besides, I guess, offensive line, but they do have Tyron Smith coming back, who was part of that that offensive line that got broken down uh, early on in the year, um, along with Dak going out. But um, defensively, they're, they're just trying to have a complete makeover um, with their team. Uh, Micah Parsons, uh, he was definitely regarded as a, a top prospect in the draft. Um, pair him with Jalen Smith. Um, at that position, you're set. Um, and then, again, they continue to build up on defense. I know they didn't do too well in the secondary, which they addressed. Um, they got two cornerbacks, I see, um, along, again, with other defensive Three positions. Three cornerbacks. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, they did a lot. I think uh, the thing about the Cowboys, though, uh, if we're going to be honest about their draft, uh, they had to be flustered uh, when, you know, they said at the 10th pick, Oh, and yeah. then the Broncos and the Panthers, or the oh, Panthers yeah. and the Broncos, both go corner. They wanted one of those top cornerbacks. Yeah. And they had to just, like, flip their draft strategy. They traded back with another NFC East team, which tells me they needed more time. Um, and had to figure out, you know, what they wanted to do. Knew they still had to adjust the defense. Uh, go with Micah Parsons. I think that's a, a safe bet at that pick. But, you know, what they really wanted was a corner. And then yeah. they tried to get that later in the draft, and some of these guys, I don't, I, I think they reached on a couple of them. Yeah, it's just almost as if with that first pick, they just went with best available. Yeah, yeah, um, which doesn't hurt. Again, yeah, that's doesn't what I'm hurt. Saying. So, but it definitely seemed like with the projections that were on mock drafts that uh, Certain was a guy and J.C. Horn, um, but unfortunately they weren't able to get them. But they did get the best available. I would one would assume that they yeah, had yeah, them. at that position for sure. Yeah. And um, if you, I mean, Micah Parsons is, uh, is almost as, as sure a bet as like anyone. Uh, but you've seen the linebackers that have gone through Dallas the last few years, even like Leighton Van Der Esch was mm-hmm. a recent first round linebacker. Sean like, Lee, yeah, like <laughs> these guys, they're they're good at developing linebackers, and I think uh, in that system, you know, he should be able to thrive. Now up next, we have the Denver Broncos, uh, who picked. Patrick Sertain, as we just said, uh, stole him from the Cowboys uh, at nine, and they didn't go with the quarterback. That was the story. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't get Justin Fields. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything else about Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wonder if it's all smoke and mirrors, man. You, yeah, they put not, that up on draft day, and then it's like... Aaron Rodgers sound deep. <laughs> I'm, I mean, can you imagine how that Aaron Rodgers situation ruined everything? Yeah, I was saying of? that. I'm like, wow, like, especially with the draft, like, Cause they like, had him in their, in their plans, and then suddenly on draft night, all this stuff comes out. But we can get, we can get to that later. All right, Jordan Love. Oh. 
right? They do. But oh yeah, for the for the Packers for sure. No, the Packers I think will be straight. Is them? Is the, the Broncos. Broncos? Like I'm like I love everything that they did. Right? They really shored up that defense. That defense about to be good for a minute. But Von Miller coming back. Yeah, that defense is about to be real Bucks. for a minute, Javante right? Williams Still got North Bradley Carolina. Chubb. Like they, yeah, they got some really like good they gonna be straight, but it's like damn. So you are you just willing to wait it out with with Drew Locke, or Teddy do B. you think yeah, Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater? That is true. So is he the ants? He's ah, an answer yeah. to take your words. Yeah, like he's not a, the answer. <laughs> I think we would all agree. He's a that. bridge. Yeah, he's a bridge, and I think. Uh, all right, so if you're looking at it from the Broncos' perspective, you think Aaron Rodgers comes available, you're pretty sure you can throw a good deal at the Packers because they probably want to trade him across the conference. Um, even if you don't get him, you are probably a quarterback away this year, next year, or the year after uh, from this offense being like, you know, just surefire and this team being like a true playoff contender. Uh, because if you're looking at what they have on defense, the recent signings they made, all they need is a guy to sling the rock, and, like, this team could be a big threat in the playoffs. Uh, so whether they do that this year, whether it happens next year, I, I think they're going to be super aggressive trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And if not him, Deshaun Watson, uh, if things end up panning out okay for him in the future. But um, they, did, they did get some good value out of Quinn Murs, uh, you know, with their third-round pick, and then some good value out of Jamar Johnson, uh, who was a second-round grade, got him in the fifth round. Uh, so good picks by them as well. I like this Javante Williams pick as well. Uh, just knowing that that this is the last year for Melvin Gordon, and I highly doubt he's <laughs> going to be coming back. Or if he does, he's not getting paid. So um, You remember when Melvin Gordon held out, like tried to hold out? He like thought yeah. he was holding out. One, one, day, one day we'll touch on like the failed – Attempts, <laughs> like not the ones that that, that panned out, yeah. not the Le'Veons who got the bag, like Word. the yeah. Melvins. The Melvins. Chill out. Up next, we have the Detroit Lions. Um, Let's go, Detroit. Obviously, they're in a rebuild. Their first pick, they went with Rashad's boy, Pede Suo. Yo, it's lit from Detroit. Oregon. And, I'm so uh, happy for them. Like, how do you like Detroit just sitting there like, yo? He slipped to us, like what? Because like <laughs> the position that they're in, this is like you couldn't have drawn this up like better. Like you have an offensive lineman who is, as Donovan said, the cornerstone of that franchise. Like as far as where they're at as an organization, yeah. um, which we talked about um, maybe on and off the pod, but um, as far as them getting a, a guy, whether it's skill position, I didn't feel as if a skill position would be best for them, such as a wide receiver or a running back or whatever. Um, but the fact that they got someone of Pene Sewell, his caliber of player, and the, the ceiling for him, um, it's it's just a steal. This might might have been one of the biggest steals of the draft Easy. for Detroit. I mean, for everybody, for sure. It it jacked up. Who was it? The the uh, the the Falcons number one probably jacked up the draft. Mm -hmm. But then, mm -hmm. but then for sure the Bengals. Because, like, once yeah. Penny Sewell came off, it was like, yeah. damn, so we still got cornerbacks ready to go. Yeah, we still right. got, yeah. like, there's ways to maneuver now. Definitely had options. And uh, you're going full rebuild. You grab an offensive tackle that you think is going to be the cornerstone of your franchise. And um, they went, you know, uh, pretty even in the draft. Four on, four picks on offense, four on defense. Um, but they're just rebuilding, man. They're not, you know, they're not trying to 
they're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're just trying to find core pieces, do what the Browns did, um, and, and add some guys to the core of that team and then build around that, and hopefully they end up competing. Because if Aaron Rodgers leaves, that division could be up in the air. The Lions could be a team to talk about in a couple of years. But Yeah, also uh, for Detroit, shout-out to uh, Melifon. I can't pronounce his first name, but – uh, cornerback out of Syracuse. He's a Massachusetts native, yes, I believe, um, if I'm correct. We were talking about players drafted out of Massachusetts um, in the NFL draft, and I believe he is one of them. Um, so shout out to him. Absolutely, man. Putting us on the map. Man. One of five. We'd love to see Mass repping five five NFL players that in the huge. draft. Yeah, that's yeah. big, honestly. Five out of a small state, man. Stop mm-hmm. playing with us, man. We up next. <laughs> um, next up, we got the Houston Texans. Uh, now, they only had five picks this draft, so they didn't even have a first-rounder. Um, and they ended, with their first pick, they ended up getting Davis Mills out of Stanford. Uh, so, there's not much here. Yo, fuck <laughs> these guys. Yo, <laughs> Yo. I really don't uh, want to. skip t- Green Bay? No, no, no. We'll get back to Green Bay, but we could just. We could, Green Bay's next. No, nah, Green Bay was first. But we could finish we could finish with Houston right now. Like yeah. like this is it's clip for them, man. Like do we got a do we got a two and fourteen season brewing? Yo, nah, bro, because they gave away all their picks yeah. to like <laughs> they got Miami nothing. to the Cardinal. What what happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> they just gave away all their picks. Damn. Yeah. Straight like that. Yeah. How many how many win- here here's a question since we got the Houston Texans. How how many wins at max? Oh, next five. year? Oh, oh, five. Oh, oh, at max, if they don't have Deshaun Watson, two. Five. five. Two. Three. I'll max. go three. I'll go three. You see five out of these guys? Five, yeah. No way they get five. Five bro. from who? Who's the quarterback? Who's the backup? Hey, I... Uh. I don't know, man. Nah, we're not even going to get into that. Nah. Back to the Packers. <laughs> Next up, we got the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Had to get them out the way. That's crazy. <laughs> and, um, you know, honestly, they should have took a quarterback like they would have any other year. <laughs> because y'all done messed it up. Aaron Rodgers, I hope he's out of there. Y'all fucked it up. Like, I don't understand how he's coming off an MVP season. You can't retain your guy. Um, people say he's a drama queen. But I think if you don't help your quarterback while he's there – and he hasn't been in the Super Bowl in over 10 years, yeah, I'd be pretty frustrated too, uh, especially when you're not putting enough talent around me to help me win uh, and you're drafting quarterbacks instead to take my job. But that's just my opinion. Uh, what do you guys feel about their first-round pick, Eric Stokes, cornerback yeah. to replace Kevin King? Well, yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say Donovan's boy. Um, they got somebody to help him out. But as far as Green Bay, like, it's just so unfortunate. Like, these Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes happen, like, 48 hours before the draft, like I'm, I, I can only imagine how much that kind of shaped or shooken up their, shaken up their draft plans. Um, so when they drafted Eric Stokes, I was just the whole time I'm just thinking about Aaron Rodgers and that whole situation. Um, like, cause the the issue with him has always been them not getting weapons for him and them, you know doing all these things to, to keep their franchise quarterback. But they did get Amari Rodgers, um, and they did get a center in the next two picks. Um, is that for Aaron Rodgers? I don't like – or is it for Jordan Love? Like, I don't know what's happening um, with with Green Bay as far as where they're going to be um, next year. So in that sense, I, I, I can only imagine how their draft was impacted. Do you – Let's see. I was just thinking about it, right? Like you picked, you picked Aaron Jones back up. 
off the top of my head, I don't know how many more years Tay has on the outside with the Packers on his deal. But, like, Aaron Rodgers is 37. Yes, he's MVP caliber right now. Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, if you're the, if you're the Packers, it like, are you okay? Like, can you just can you just take that L? Like, we we see they they got they got a few tackles. They got a center here, like a wide out, a wide out. Like, are are we already planning for the next? Uh, and with that being said, Devontae Adams is in the final year of his contract. Oh, and with Aaron Rodgers out, man, if I'm Tay. I'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> you catch me with another franchise. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, no offense to Jordan Love and all that, but you're not Aaron Rodgers, and you're not gonna be Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, that's just what it is. But Packers got a lot to figure out. Uh, who knows what direction they're going? But we'll keep you uh, tuned with all the info coming out of the Green Bay Packers camp. Uh, up next, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they decided to go edge with their first-round pick and take Quiddy P.A. from Michigan. Uh, I thought it was a great pick for them for a team that's just trying to bolster their defense and uh, just make themselves in their core a little bit more uh, solidified, more competitive. What they say about him, he's been playing football for like four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so like five years or some shit. That's ridiculous. You want to talk about upside. I mean, a guy who's only played this game uh, for five years now in the NFL and at his size and stature and – you know, given the way he was at Michigan, I mean, such a raw player. Um, and they went edged their first two picks. Like, this is clearly, yeah. like, yeah. an investment on their part. Like, they want to solidify that on their defense. They feel if they can do that, everything else will fall into place, uh, from what I can tell. Them grabbing uh, Sam Ellinger out of Texas is, comes off the paper to me a little bit. Like, he was a Heisman candidate at one point. So, if Carson Wentz ain't on his, on his shit, man. They have another option, it looks like. Yo, real quick. So, d- did Carson Wentz get released or did he get traded? He got traded. He got, he traded. got traded. traded. So, did they, so did the Colts pick up that, like, big contract? Like, what's the deal with that? Yeah, so they um, yeah, they picked up the contract. I mean, they had the cap space for it. I'm pretty sure um, the contract was over, though, wasn't it? Oh, no. no. It it's wasn't over. I, I think like, they, like they the didn't have to bite the whole bullet, but they had de- they definitely had it. Uh, yeah, what's his I mean, deal? It was a lot. It must a have been, money. like, six years, huh? It was no. like a, it was like a, what he was getting like thirty four. It was because yeah, he signed he getting... it in twenty nineteen, and then mm. twenty twenty, everything happened, and yeah. So yeah. at this point, I mean, he still got three years left. Yeah, on yeah. The deal. That's a that's but a good like, point. Yeah. That's a good point, Devon. Um, as far as defensively, like that, that's what they want to be. It's clear that's what they want to be a, a defensive team. Um, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pa, I don't know how you pronounce it, but um. He he's gonna be Justin Houston's replacement uh, for that defense. So it's kind of like a, a plug in a plug in play. You get a younger guy, you get fresher legs. Um, so that's kind of how I how I saw that pick. Another guy that they're gonna plug in to to keep that that defense intact. And again, you have a younger guy, so with the highest ceiling. Um, so that defense is dangerous. Like that defense is crazy. We're talking about a top three defense that has the potential to do so. Um, and then again, they go to another edge rusher like. They're trying to they're trying to create some opportunities for their offense, and you can see that how they how they did so with the first two picks. 
Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I love the picks when you go edge rusher. I mean, you hit on an edge rusher, man, it can change your defense. So uh, we'll see how it works out for them. Uh, next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, not too much to talk about here with their first-round pick. I mean, they went Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we've talked many times about how he's a generational talent, but what there is to talk about is how they went Travis Etienne with their 25th pick. Uh, now, I feel bad for James Robinson. Guy was undrafted, ran for 1,000 yards last year, was a bulldozer, had like 73% of like the touches or something crazy, and now you got competition in the backfield. You're probably not getting more than 50% of the carries. Yeah. Um, so I know some of you may have other thoughts about this, but I felt as if they they jumped the gun on the Travis Etienne pick. Um, talented guy, one of the best running backs in college football history, ACC legend. Um, but I thought with their second first rounder, they I think we had um, we had Tevin Jenkins going to going to Jacksonville to to get that protection for. For Trevor Lawrence, but again, um, I know you guys made some good points. I know Devon, you might have a lot to say about that as far as uh, Travis Etienne being the uh, first round running back being picked uh, for a team that just picked up or is changing their franchise with the the pick of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think them uniting Lawrence with Etienne that's definitely gonna like help the process of putting together that offense because it's gonna things gonna be so brand new in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer and like I feel like just having the continuity between your quarterback and running back just out of the gate like they'll be able to build on that and I think that's valuable I mean I don't think it's a waste of a first round pick he's definitely worthy late first rounder I mean that sounds about right for a guy of his caliber yeah I, I just think about what they did last year and I mean I I could hear you guys talking before the pod, but like obviously like their their interior linemen like weren't the greatest. They had they have some talent on the on the on the edge of their on their O line, but James Robinson was a thousand yard rusher in his rookie year. That's what I'm saying. Off rip. Undrafted. Yeah. Undrafted rookie year off rip. Says a lot about James Robinson. Yeah. But also says something about this line because no, we as we all know, no running back in the NFL is just going out well, there. No, no, doing we it. actually so just to backtrack a little bit, we were saying that their interior line was was really good, so that's why we kind of said James Robinson uh, was a product of that of him rushing well. So it was actually so I thought again I thought that since that their interior lineman was was good, that they would address the the tackle position. Um, okay, but so, yeah, so I think one of the things I brought up a few pods ago was they they signed a tackle. I believe they re-signed Cam Robinson, and I, I was making a point that he was one of the lower graded starting tackles in the league. Um, and I don't know why they made the signing, uh, but it seems like they're okay with you know the battle for that starting tackle position to be between him and uh, Walker Little, who they got in the second round out of Stanford. Uh, if they're okay with that, it, I mean. I could see I, – I don't see why they didn't go tackle earlier, but, you know, you pair your QB and your running back, like we talked about earlier, you know, it's more of a sexy pick. Um, you know, it, it it works well for your offense. It's not going to be a bad thing, uh, I think, is what it comes down to. I, but I think we're moving we're moving into a into an NFL where, like, having multiple quarter, having multiple running backs is, like, status quo. Yeah, so when you're looking around the league at running back duos, you look at guys like uh, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, even the guys who have won the Super Bowl in the last couple of years, 
the Chiefs, you know, rotated running backs. The Bucks had a two running back system. The Patriots in the past have had multiple running backs rotating in. So it's definitely something that's becoming more apparent that it's probably necessary if you want to sustain a good rushing offense uh, over the long term, over the course of a season, keep your guys fresh and uh, keep them ready to go in the playoffs. On paper, I mean, it just looks like uh, it looks like it looks like Alvin Kamara and and Mark Ingram on paper. I like that. I like that comparison. Mm. Like that. Like that looks like what they're trying to what they're trying to work yeah, towards. I like that. Yeah, yeah. With the with this pick, I I I, I think we could assume that you know Jacksonville even either thought that. You know, this guy was the best available at that position because we know what Travis Etienne did in college and the legend that he is at Clemson. Um, or, again, like we're talking about, they might have just felt that this was this could be a great thing for the organization. So that's how, that's how I look at it. Um, he's a talented guy. Um, we talked about the last pod how I, I didn't expect that a running back would be drafted so soon. Um, even the ones that were in the first round because um, – I know Najee Harris went to the Steelers, but Travis Etienne was was a running back. Again, how we talked about um, that. We didn't expect him to go so early, but, um, yeah, Jacksonville definitely has some things in mind that they want to accomplish with him and, and James Robinson and that entire offense. Definitely. And uh, going up next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and they're just trying to bolster, you yeah, know, man. their they, Super Bowl-ready team. They, yeah, they just, they just uh, you know, they just showed up and, and picked – um, <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah, I mean they. I mean they. They did what they needed to do. They they did what they needed to do. Protect their quarterback. They, they showed up and picked. They, <laughs> they 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 um you know they already addressed their their needs um prior to the draft and that and that we all know that's to protect Patrick Mahomes. Um, they did not have a first rounder because they traded to get their one of the protectors. Um, it's crazy though because wasn't Nick Bolton like projected for the first round? Uh, we had him going in the first round, but he was a uh, late yeah. first round, early second round grade. So, so they, yeah, they got some a little bit of first round value. I'm not of, mad at it. And uh, Creed yeah. Humphrey is a, a beast, uh, interior alignment out of Oklahoma. That's actually, I think, a steal. Uh, listen to that name in the next couple of years. He's a super aggressive uh, center. I think he's going to, you know, probably play center, but he's a little versatile as well. Could play in that interior, but that's going to be a name to watch. That O line is going to be. Uh, okay. Another the next name. Years. My, my bad. Another name to watch would definitely be the Cornell Powell out of Clemson. I think that's going to be a good pickup. It's another receiver they're adding. Replace Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Mahomes definitely going to get the rock out there to everyone. So he's definitely going to be catching passes. He'll have his opportunity for sure. Yeah. And, uh, that team, man, they're going to be competitive. And uh, looking in that division, well, we'll go to the Las Vegas Raiders next. Uh, now, they had an interesting draft. Um, they got good value out of a couple picks. They got questionable value at other picks um but their first round they got with pick 17 they got alex leatherwood alabama Uh, he's a tackle but he is most likely going to transition a guard uh when he gets to the nfl um just because he doesn't have the uh the feet to play uh outside uh, from what it looks like right now so yeah so for the raiders um i'm gonna get to this tweet so i have a tweet pulled up um that i that i saw on, on twitter um, but before I get there, um, they went crazy on the secondary. Like if you, if you count how many players that they got in the secondary, um, was a lot. Um, and last year they got cooked in the secondary. They were, they were terrible. Um, but the tweet is 
um, as far as the Raiders, concerning the Raiders. On their secondary the last five years, the Raiders used four first-round picks, which is most in the NFL, six picks in the first two rounds, which is the most in the NFL, ten picks in the first four rounds, which is most in the NFL. Yet, the past defense ranked in 2017, 31st, and 2018, 32nd, and 2019, 31st, and 2020, 26th. So, nah, man, this is a coaching <laughs> that's thing. That's awful. Yeah. This is a coaching <laughs> no, thing, that, bro. Like, hey, I, that's, that's what I saw. And then again, get... again, you see that they addressed a concerning need over the past four or five years for this Quote, unquote, addressed. Because they've well, addressed. Well, they've, yeah, they've been trying. Yeah, <laughs> they've exactly. addressed this before. So, uh, that's a... Yeah, but I do think the pick I do like for them is uh, Trayvon Morig. We did have him graded as more of a first-round pick. He's the top safety uh, in the draft, in my opinion. Um, I do think that's a great pickup for them. I just hope it pans out. It just seems like team uh, D-backs are going to the Raiders and just not playing well and just – Bad evaluators yeah, at that position. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, hopefully <laughs> this bad, class maybe bad ends up a little differently. Yeah, that's wow. what it, that's what I'm saying. That's what it could be too. Like maybe the culture there isn't right for some of those guys to develop. But um, I guess that's to be seen. You know, depending on you know where guys end up going if they end up leaving the Raiders and playing better. But um, we'll see what happens there. Interesting draft for the Raiders. Uh, staying on the West Coast, we we'll go to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, and with their first pick, uh, number thirteen. Uh, they went up and got Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. Some had him rated as the top offensive tackle on their boards. Uh, we had Penny Sewell as the top o- offensive tackle. But Rayshon Slater in there at number two. Uh, great pick for them, and they have fully rebuilt that O-line for Justin Herbert. They yeah, man. That, and they've added Asante Samuel Jr. into their secondary, giving them yet another defensive back into that already young and hungry uh, secondary that they've had for the yep. past couple of years. Hopefully, Darren James stays healthy. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think for the Chargers, um, if I had to give a grade for their, their first pick, Rishon Slater, I'd give it an A. Um, they're continuing to address that need. Um, they've been doing that in free agency, and they continue to do it in the draft. Um, obviously, for Justin Herbert, he's a future. So this one's a no-brainer, and you get a talented tackle from North Northwestern. Yeah, I think the important thing to point out here is that in their top three picks, they got guys that were valued higher than the pick they had. Rayshon Slater uh, on a lot of big boards was rated as 11. They got him at 13. Asante Samuel Jr. was rated a late first-round pick around 29-30, and he went at 47. Josh Palmer, wide receiver from Tennessee, uh, was up there, supposed to be around a third-round pick uh, at 71, and he went at 77. So you're talking about getting value uh, and getting guys that, you know, a good rate in terms of what they'll bring to your <coughs> offense and being able to, you know, impact your team immediately. Uh, they did a really good job, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do going forward. All right, let me get a win count. Max. Max? Max win count. 11. For the Chargers? Mm, the seventeen, the seventeen weeks this season. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Um, max. I might, I might say twelve. I was gonna oh. say max. I'll go. I'll go. They play the Chiefs twice. Chiefs, yeah. Yeah. If the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers, twelve. I could say twelve max. Max. Yeah, I like eleven. I like eleven. Okay. So we. So, in other words, we're expecting wild them to take to take a leap. Yeah. 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 Wild, wild card minimum. Okay. All right. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully we don't see a, a sophomore slump out of Justin Herbert. I know, um, you know, that's always a possibility. Oh, don't even put that into the air, bro. We need him for the NFL, yeah, bro. Yeah, we know what he did. We know he did. It's, did. A, it's a realistic question, man. I mean, people felt great about a lot of players, yeah. so they weren't. No, nah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm a huge fan of what they're what they're doing. Um, they also have a new head coach, too, so. Yeah, uh, but Justin Herbert, I mean, he's a beast, so I don't see him, despite what I say, I think he's going to be a baller anyway. Um, But going up next, uh, staying in Los Angeles, we go to the Rams, and uh, they didn't have a first-round pick. Um, Man, they ain't got a first-round pick for the next two, three years. (laughs) Yeah, they're... It's okay, though. They got a little bit of something for Stafford to work with. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. With their first pick on uh, the second round, they did get a tutu Atwell from Louisville. Good pick uh, at receiver for them, and um, they addressed a couple of other needs. Uh, but you know, yeah. they, they had more later round picks, and you know, I mean, it's smart. They gathered more later round picks, knowing yeah. that it's harder to hit on those later round picks. So let's get a few more of them, uh, and hopefully, we can get a couple of guys that'll be impact players in a couple yeah. years. Yeah, I think real quick, uh, just for the Rams with the their. Second rounder, uh, Tutu Atwell. Um, I think Sean McVay is going to continue to have uh, creative ways to get their offense going. You know, they have like a, a very jet motion type offense. Uh, you look at Tutu Atwell from Louisville. He's uh, like a kind of like, a, again, a, a gadget guy, I guess. Um, and we know what Sean McVay, if you if you ever watch the Rams play, a lot of the motion they do and the, the ways they have to get their guys uh, in the open field, and Tutu Atwell is one of those one of those guys. Um, kind of reminded me of, of Robert Woods and how they use him. Um, so, I made sense for them in their offense and continuing to solidify uh, their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. And um, going up next, we have the Miami Dolphins uh, over in the AFC East with their first pick. Uh, they got their guy, or one of the guys they wanted, I guess, uh, Jalen Waddle. I was, I always thought uh, they might have had Devonta Smith in mind after the Bengals got Jamar Chase, uh, but Jalen Waddle, speedy guy. Um, you know, they think he's somebody that could turn into a Tyreek Hill type of player. Um, and I mean, it's great for the offense, great for Tua. Uh, I mean, either one of them would have been great. But, um, you know, how do you guys feel about this pick? Um, so, Donovan, Donovan, before we got on the pod, uh, we talked about a, a tweet that surfaced on, I think, Bleacher Report about um, the best quarterback wide receiver duos uh, that have reunited um, in the league. Um, and I think this is one um, that you can look at and say that for, for this team overall, uh, where the Dolphins are at, um, in the in there in the conference and um, as a franchise, um, you add Jalen Waddle and give give some weapons to Tua. Um, again, you reunite him with with Jalen Waddle. Um, this can definitely have some some huge implications on their offense already. Who a team that added Will Fuller um, and they also have Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. So um, with this pick, you you there's you know there's more pressure on on Tua going into the season. Um, it's a full season. Um, you have a full off season. Um, you add a former teammate of his. Um, so Miami knew what they were doing, and Jalen Waddle might provide them that spark. That offense is gonna be fast. Like yeah. I was just th- I was just thinking about it too. They got that yeah. dude. What's his name? Jakeen Grant. Jakeen yeah. Grant. Yeah. Yo, yeah. They're yeah. gonna be fast. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm a lot of this. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm. I'm interested to see like what type of tempo they bring to the game. Like, is this still gonna be like, all right, let's walk them out? Yeah. Like, exactly. That, that's what's curious because 
Tua gets the ball out really quick when he's playing well. And if he's with all those fast guys in the field, if he's able to actually take full season forward, man, that could look really nice in terms of how smoothly that offense ends up running. Yeah. Now that assumes everything goes right and yeah. everything usually doesn't go right. So we'll keep that in mind. But with their second first round pick, uh, number 18, uh, they also solidified that edge a little bit more. Got Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, he, they say he was more of the premier pass rusher over at the U. I think the fact that they had two DNs or two edge rushers, I should say, um, going in the first round is absolutely incredible. Um, you know that's how the U do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's something to be said about that. That's how Florida does. Uh, and actually, with that being said, um, going back to the states that you know had a lot of draft picks, Florida was up, I think it was the most. 37, I think. Yeah, I yeah with 37 draft picks uh, coming from the state of Florida. Um, and that's all. Yo, what is it about Florida from Broward County? What is it about Florida that produces that, that produces like fast guys? Like, bro, I think it's just something in the water. Bro. Not necessarily just fast. I feel like the players there are just a little bit better because they have the opportunity to play year round, and like nah, it's just but, a big part of the culture. Nah, but dude, that, my thing is like dudes in Texas also have that same opportunity, but you have more guys in terms of like the actual space you have in Florida and number of people compared to the people in Texas. There are more draft picks from Florida than Texas. So it's like, like in terms of the quality of player you get in per capita, if you want to break, <laughs> break down like that, then, I, mean. uh, I think the quality is just a little bit better there. Something in the water down in uh, Broward County. Um, Definitely. But great draft for the Dolphins, I think. Uh, you know, they're up-and-coming team, and they hope to take the next step forward next year. Going to be a competitive AFC East. Uh, but going up next, we got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and in their first round uh, with the 23rd pick, they took Christian Derrissaw. I think we got this pick right. Um, but they traded back and got this pick. So I think it was actually really good value for them. Uh, we had them getting it uh, between 10 and 15. They traded back out him at 23. And um, he was probably the n- one of their top tackles on the board after Sewell and uh, Rashawn Slater dropped. So definitely a good pick for them. And then they had a lot of picks later in the draft as well. Kellen Mond in the third round. Word. So, all right. So, let me let me divert to my college football specialist over here. This pick I've been hearing a lot about. Like, He's I, nice. Like, I've been hearing a wrong. lot about. He has a high about. ceiling. And I remember, I remember who was it? I want to say, ah, oh, screw it. I forget who it was. But he was basically like, he was like, um... Kirk Cousins is just he's been picking up checks <laughs> for however long now. Who said that? And that's not true for that being said. I will make that argument for Kirk Cousins that he's not just picking up checks. Just to give just to give the listeners a a, a measure or kind of a, a comparison that Kellen Mond has been compared to within the draft is a, a Dak Prescott type of guy. So he pe- plays almost like he almost reminded me more of Kaepernick when he but, uh, played. Yeah, like, I, style I see that. Wise, I see that style wise, just the way he carries himself, his his little flair. He likes to sling the rock. He can move a little bit outside of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like he he he's a pretty he's a pretty skinny guy. He has a good arm. He makes he. I think their one knock against him was his decision making, and he threw he threw. Few picks he was playing decision making and some a- some accuracy issues. Yeah, but in terms of Devon, you mentioned it, his ceiling. Ceiling is could be really high if yeah. um he gets in a place where he can actually develop. He, I don't think he's a guy to start next year. He's but, a good backup. He's yeah, he's a good guy yeah, to learn sure. under under uh, Kirk Cousins. And if he goes down, I I feel like Minnesota should be comfortable yeah. throwing him in there. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. For um, the record, it was uh, Robert Griffin the third. 
that said that about uh, Kirk Cousins. Dead. Now before oh, we get no. to the before we get to the oh well what happened with RG 3s career da 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 why is he speaking on Kirk Cousins name etc cetera, etc. Cetera. No, I mean I mean wait who knows <laughs> like, um, like like who knows real quick as far as like so the thought that pops up to my in my head when I think of the Minnesota Vikings draft is is a question and it's what is the expectation this season for the Minnesota Vikings as a team, like, because you, you know, have some elite, you have some elite, like, talent offensively, and you paid Kirk Cousin, he's been there for a few years, and, you know, a couple years ago, even with him, they, they were a playoff team, I don't know if they were a playoff team last year, were they, no? No. Um, so, like, what's the expectation, like, for the Vikings, because you look at them as a team, like, all right, they should be contending in their conference, and well, the they, they were, and they were. And they were a couple of years back. Like, they aren't too far removed from the playoffs. Like, what is the expectation for them going into this year? I mean, I mean, I think I think you kind of said it. Like, they were a couple of years back. They were in the playoffs. Like, this isn't a team that's trying to go full rebuild right now. This is a team that's just trying to continue to stay competitive and be a playoff contender and hoping that if they can make some additions here and there, given the cap restrictions they have, there's only so much flexibility. But um, you have to assume that they want, they want to take a step forward as a team and be, you know, a team that's considered in the playoffs, you know, year in and year out, as opposed to, you know, every other year going through, like, extreme struggles and downturns because, you know, you just don't have a defense. Um, I think their defense was obviously a huge issue for them last year. Injuries were a part of that as well. Um, so, you know, with and like I said, with all the drama going on in Green Bay, it's going to be interesting to see how this division looks in the next two, three years if Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. Kirk Cousins, your guy? Yo, man, I like Kirk. He's okay. You like Captain he, Kirk? He impressed, I, I would say, He's to okay. some degree, his first season in Minnesota. But I think people, I mean, people disrespect Kirk and Ryan Tannehill too much. I, I was, uh, I was Tannehill's really, better than I, Kirk. I was, I was That's just, for another day. Another day. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to say it again. Tannehill is better than Kirk. Another pod. Another pod. Yeah, um, we already. Ain't nothing else to talk about. <laughs> we are an hour deep, guys. Let's uh, keep it moving. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> next week up, we got the New England Patriots. Um, and we took Mac Jones with the 15th pick. Uh, can't say I'm super surprised uh, based on what was available to us at the time. Uh, but, you know, I was a little disappointed we didn't trade up for Justin Fields. But I understand this pick. I get it. I'm excited uh, for the Patriots going forward. I love the Christian Barmore pick. Uh, but how are you guys feeling about uh, this decision? Uh, like My first thought yeah. is that I'm glad that we didn't trade up to grab somebody like Mac Jones. Because I feel like he is a talented player, but I mean, I just don't think that he was the guy that he's I, not any of the guys that he's not any of the other guys. He's the he's the lesser of all the first round QBs, and I'm just glad that the guys who I consider to be better than him went before him. But I mean, the fact that he's in a Patriots jersey now, I'm wishing him the best. To be quite <laughs> frank, I mean. As simple as that. Like, if he can show me something, then Absolutely. I'll, nah, I'm with I'll eat all my words. Like, bro, like, I yeah. hope he goes out there and, and can win us a ring or do something. But yeah, I don't love the pick. Yeah, to be quite I frank. think I think for for the for Mac Jones the pick. Um, well, first off, let me say like that was crazy. Like the entire draft, and I was watching. I'm just like, yo, the Pats are really about to get Justin Fields. Like, the Pats are really about to get Justin Fields. Like, he was slipping, and then Chicago comes in, and they swoop Justin Fields, and then. I mean, it seems like y'all felt as if y'all settled for 
Mac Jones, and that's not y'all here, but Pats fans. No, I feel the um, settle. Uh, sure. I, I, I do feel like it was a pressure pick, and I do feel like they were like, you know, they were kind of like they wanted a quarterback, and I yeah. feel like no, it it made it was the right move for them. It was I, the right move. I, I don't think it was pressure though. I think they always had Mac Jones on their board. Like you look he at what up they there, had in I mean, Tom Brady. Mac Jones, like, but, yeah, you're going to go after a guy like that. But if my you're thing built. is, yeah. like, the way, like, the Patriots offense was looking last season, like, it's going to be have to gear towards Mac yeah. Jones. Like, it, it's it, not going to be able to be the no, seamless transition no. between the offense that we run with Cam nah. and the yeah. offense that we run with Mac Jones. I, I don't know. But, but wait, before, before y'all get to Duke, let me just say, because I know you have a lot to say about this, but I was just going to finish up my thought. And if there's any place Mac Jones would go to and succeed, um, and have a great system around him, we all know that's the New England Patriots. So um, the fact that you guys needed a quarterback and one of the top projected quarterbacks was there, um, it's almost as, almost as if you had no choice but to pick him. And, I mean, either way, like, you know, for you have Cam and Mac Jones in there, like, um, I mean, that's going to light a fire under Cam. And if he doesn't work, maybe you have a spark in Mac Jones and he's around the right people, uh, right coaches, um, right system. So maybe it's going to work out, and I hope it does for him. I yeah. do love the option of having something to relieve Cam if need be. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all that, know that, that this is that's just good, but I don't, like the, I don't like the Brady comparison because oh. I, I, yeah. I get it in the fact that they stay in the, the pocket. They, they're quarterbacks that like generate by standing in the pocket and operating that way. But other than that, Brady brought his own type of thing to the game where – He's the guy who got the ball out quick, and he's the guy who was just going to take what's there available and taking what's there now. And Mac Jones has been a guy from the film that I watch. Is he's sitting and he's waiting for his guys to get open. And I didn't think that we had much of an option like that with the situation we had last year. Granted, we have upgraded our offensive line, and we've upgraded – Big time. We've upgraded, um, you know – tight end so we can do more things to protect our quarterback now. But um, I'm not too upset with the pick. It's more of a thing where, like, you know, what, what what are we looking for out of the Patriots this year? Like, are we looking to – we looking to make the playoffs? Are we looking to try to be in contention to win the division? Because, if you know, they've spent the most money. They've, they've, yeah, they've, really they've, they've done all these things. But, like, we still don't know what to expect from the yeah. Patriots – given this team that yeah, we're yeah. seeing in front of us. That's a good point. So it's like, all right, so you spent all this money, so are you trying to contend? But then again, you drafted a quarterback, or are you trying to, like, transition a guy into the system? I mean, we heard from Robert Kraft, we don't like losing. <laughs> that's what they said. We don't like losing. We're not trying to lose every year. We don't want to be a team that's rebuilding. Ultimately, they're making these moves. They're saying this takes us one step closer, closer to being not only a playoff contender again, but then eventually hoping we can get more pieces. And maybe Mac Jones isn't the long-term answer. But he's on a, what, rookie deal. He has up to five years, four years, fifth-year options. So we have four years to see what we have in Mac Jones. If it doesn't work out, you know, I have a feeling that, you know, we'll have the roster right by then, uh, especially if we can capitalize on some of these picks. We got Christian Barmore in the second round. I thought was a great value. Uh, interior D-line. Ronnie Perkins was a good pick on the edge. Um, and we do pretty well in developing defensive guys. So I just think... No, we really do. I just think uh, if we can solidify that QB position and um, 
you know, get some guys on offense to, that can stay long-term, be a part of uh, this franchise, I think we'll be all right. We'll see what Cam can do this year. And Mac Jones is better than Stidham. He's better than Brian Hoyer. Like, yeah. he's probably the best backup we've had in some years now. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm uh, Well, since Jimmy probably. So, like, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And up next, we got the New Orleans Saints. Uh, now, they had the 28th pick in the draft. They got went with... Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston. Uh, they went with three picks on defense this draft, three on offense. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they, they're just a team. They have a great defense already. Um, but, I mean, they also are another team that does well in developing talent. I think these guys yeah, they have a great getting system. into a system. I think ooh, they got Cameron Jordan over there. Yeah. Um, and you're around those guys and that you get that type of feel. I think you'll be okay. Uh, but you know, I'm wondering what they're trying to do. Uh, the highlights well, I Ian saw. Book. Well, I was about to say the Ian same Book. thing. <laughs> are, are we like, come on, yo? Nah, hold on, hold on. You got j- let me let me sneak in my little thoughts before y'all go crazy again. But for, so for the edge, why, why you always get to go so, first? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just let saying. Let me sneak in my little thoughts. All right, all right whatever, whatever. My, nah, fault. my fault, my fault, my fault, bro. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but um, so so for Edge, um, the they drafted Peyton Turner. Um, they just lost Trey Hendrickson, uh, to the Bengals, who had like I believe it was like ten and a half sacks, maybe even better. Um, so I just thought like for them getting this this guy from Houston, Peyton Turner, um, they're looking they're looking to 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 not fall off in that aspect where they lost, uh. Trey Hendrickson. So, and they the, the Saints seem like they're a really good uh a really good system. Um so I think maybe they they feel as if they can mold this guy into being a a nice pass rusher like they have Cam Jordan on the other side. So, um I think it was a good pick for them and hopefully this works out for them. That second round pick, the linebacker Pete Werner out of Ohio State, he's definitely booming a stuff. Dog. He's definitely out here, so watch out for him for sure. Yeah, they went on uh, first three picks on defense uh, before going with Ian Book, which was uh, questionable to say the least. But uh, you can see they're trying to solidify the defense more than anything. I mean, they have Jameis. They have Taysom Hill. They got a QB competition there. Maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to the Saints. Who knows? Um, but anything could happen at this point. <laughs> I want to see where he goes. Uh, next up, we have the New York Giants. Dave Gettleman making history, trained back for the first time in his career as a GM. Um, and he traded back to the 20th pick, picked up Kadarius Tony out of Florida. And then in the second round, he got Aziz Ojalari, uh, first round grade on him. And, uh, I thought that was great value there. Um, but it looked like the Giants made a couple of good moves, uh, to add to it, you know, a defense that's not bad, man. Uh, getting better, uh, especially with this draft, I think, in my opinion. Like I always say. The NFC East is always up for grabs. <laughs> so whatever sure. you can do to better your team, do it. And the Giants are finding more weapons and more pieces to help Mac Jones. Uh, not Mac Jones. Sorry. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Jones. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember Daniel Jones slipped in the open field because he saw too much grass <laughs> on. Yeah, that was crazy. That was hilarious. Yeah, no, but, um, <laughs> you know, good moves for the Giants. Um, I don't really expect the Giants to be this team that comes out and wows us, but I wouldn't be 
surprised if they were, you know, in the hunt to win they're their division. They'll definitely compete in their like, division. You know, they'll compete in their division. <clears throat> so, it's hard not to. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, you know how the NFC East goes. Let me get a, let me get a quick over-under. <clears throat> On wins? All right. Nah, nah, forget the wins. I don't really care about the wins with this team. Oh. <laughs> given oh, how, bro, given how, think? given how the Giants are currently constructed on offense. Yeah. Let's say, what, Daniel Jones been in the league? This is going to be year three? I think so. I believe so. Three. So maybe usually, maybe four. Maybe that's four. usually when guys either figure it out or oh, yeah, they really drop off. Eli one year. It might be four. So, I... Touchdowns. For, for Daniel Jones? Over the course of the season, 17 games, touchdowns. Over, over, over under what? 32. Under. Oh. oh. Under. Oh? Under. 32, bro. Why, why, why? That's a lot? Rushing and rushing and um, passing. 32 touchdowns. Total? 32. I'll still give you the under, bro. I think he'll account for maybe four or five rushing, 20 20 passing. Wait, why why that number though? I'm just curious. Like why 32? Cuz I feel like because at that if point Because if you think about his surrounding cast, I think he has a surrounding cast for 32 touchdowns. So Galladay, Slayton, who else is not receiving? Shepard, Tony, Kadarius, Tony, Saquon, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, Saquon. Oh, yeah. You got 32 touchdowns if you're a formidable. Yeah, so I think it yeah, was, that Saquon number is out of the backfield with the passes. Okay. If he can I, I, I would that still number. go under, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got upwards of 30. Yeah. Like I'm going to I'm gonna say under, but if he can exceed that, then it's fair to say that he's here. Like, and it's fair to say the Giants should win the division at that point, right? Yeah, because then that means things are clicking. And I, I mean, so. And if he's taking that next step, I, I believe in Daniel Jones. I think he can be a good quarterback in the league, but... I just think that if he can exceed the 32 touchdowns expectation in this upcoming season, then you got to talk to him about a Pro Bowl or something. We'll see. I mean, huh? I, I don't know. I think I'd go. Um, <laughs> if he gets accounts for 30, Pro Bowl, if he accounts for 32 touchdowns, Pro Bowl, Daniel well, Jones' well, best season. There's still dudes Daniel that's going to be doing well more than that. Better seasons. Well, 4, I mean, yard seasons. 30. My mind, I'm at 30 passing touchdowns. Oh. If he throws 30 passing touchdowns, that's like you top QB in the NFL. One of them. Daniel Jones' best season was in 2019. He had uh, 3K yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. Uh, not sure how many rushing touchdowns, but I, I can see him getting over 32 total. I just yeah, don't think he will. Um, so I'm going to go with the under, uh, under 32. We can save this conversation for later because I don't know like where Daniel Jones is as a quarterback. Like. I, I mean, just from what you've seen. I mean, you ain't going to know later. Like, <laughs> the he's starts. one game. Like, I don't know. I just felt as if those were, like, high expectations for, for a guy that hasn't showed. 32 touchdowns in your third year after you've gone 24-10, and 10, and now you have a legitimate number one win healthy, and then you have, you have so a he Pro has, Bowl so tight end. So, so does he have two full seasons under his belt? Or? He went 24-12 and 12 two years ago, by the way. Last year he went 11-10, and 10, so. That's just a clerk. <laughs> 11 and 10 with what? What you mean? Don't look at me. You saw their line. Bro, bro, you saw 11, Saquon bro. go down. Don't you saw 11, who they were working with. Yo, 11, this isn't crazy. 11 touchdowns. Giants' line was awful. Like, and, that's we, not, like, right, and I was like, going to get to that. Like the, offense, like, the offensive line has to hold it down because, like, Andrew Thomas seems to be not working out, and they drafted him in the first round. Um, so maybe that was a position they could have addressed. But, again, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, we'll see what the happens. Giants are the most on paper team of like the NFL draft this year. 
honestly, if I were to pick. like That is a debate for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, but the New York Jets are up next. Uh, we know they grabbed Zach Wilson uh, from BYU with that second pick. And then uh, they got great value getting uh, with the 14th pick. They got Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, really versatile. Really helps that O-line. Uh, they got Makai Becton last year. Um, and he's on the outside, and so adding Elijah Vera Tucker there, who's pretty versatile. Um, they're they're getting weapons around uh, Zach Wilson, and they're getting protection. Uh, that's exactly what they need to do. Elijah Moore in the second round, big pickup for them. Huge. He's a, he's one of the better receivers in this draft, in my opinion. So I'll definitely be looking out for him this season. Absolutely, and Michael Carter uh, coming out of North Carolina. He's a really yeah, good running back he's as well. He's a beast. Guys. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it looks like yeah, it looks like they're. They're just doing a whole cleanup of their their offense. Facelift, um, if you would. But given that the, the who the Jets are as an organization, um, I wish the best for all these guys. I like, actually mean that because, <laughs> like, you know, if you go to the Jets, typically historically we've seen over the past decade, or I would say um, twenty years. Twenty years. If you want to say twenty years, um, historically when guys go there, you know, they're kind of forgotten. Uh, about let me say, I feel but, like the Jets got a breath, a breath of fresh air with the the new. Yo, you head know what's coach. actually crazy? They have Revis. You know what's they crazy? Revis years. Just they went to the AFC Championship. Yeah. Well, Mark Sanchez is quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It's crazy. No, I, what I'm about to say is actually gonna be crazier than whatever you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah, Mark I Sanchez was gonna be the truth, bro. After them double AFC Championship runs, but now you can proceed. Nah, yeah. Um, like as far as like the Jets and players being there, like. Just for, you know, for example, last year, um, you know, they had key guys in Jamal Adams and C.J. Mosley. Like, how did that work out for them? And then today, I'm, I found out that uh, Keenan Williams got injured. Yeah. So. Yeah, there, there? they've had a, a bad string of luck. Um, you know, just, I mean, and, and Jamal Adams needed to get out of there. I mean, this team wasn't the right team for him uh but i like it because they got robert saw as the coach now i like that they got three cornerbacks two safeties uh with all of their fifth and sixth round picks um i think he's a guy that brings a culture where those fifth and sixth round picks might end up being impact players in a couple of years and if those first three picks pan out the way i think they will uh then this is a really good draft class uh for them to get that rebuild started with a new quarterback at the helm so are they are they who's the better team in the afc AFC East between the Pats and the Jets. The Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. Yep. Next. All right. All right. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> that was an easy question for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Yeah. I just yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we I'll can move on from that. <laughs> I ain't even, I ain't even <laughs> got debated. Uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles uh, next. Uh, they had the tenth pick in the draft, and they got our boy Devonta Smith out of Alabama. Um, and so I'm excited for that pick. They needed receiving help, uh, even though they got Jalen Rager last year. Um, I didn't want to see him drop too much further. Uh, I'm glad he gets to go to Philly. I mean, that's a hard city to be in, but I'm sure they'll show him some love once he's there. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a baller. He's going to go there and make an instant impact no matter how, how it is. You know what I mean? Um a lot of his success will be um, based off of, you know, what what we're going to see out of um, Jalen, Hurts. Jalen Hurts. But they have a prior connection. 
you know, Devontae Smith was an early uh, early student at uh, Bama. You know what I mean? He was there with him for two years as a freshman and as a high school senior going into, you know, graduating. So, you know, there's some sort of connection. He's definitely run some routes with them. Hopefully they can get back on track. And um, like I said, NFC East again, wide open. Um, you know, uh, the, <clears throat> the Eagles weren't too bad last year, I didn't think. I thought that they just needed to uh, get that defense together and – Boy, you know what I mean. They've made it. They've made a couple moves to help it out, but you know. Yeah, I I think for them, like they they need protection. Like they had some crazy. Their their offensive line was just crazy last year. If you go back and look at the the injuries and the production that they weren't getting from guys um, offensively, so um, they did go second. They did get a, a lineman. It's um, crazy that you say that because that wasn't that didn't their season end on like a sack for like uh, Jalen Hurts, I believe. So I believe like it, I w- yeah, I it, it was surprised if that was the case. Like one of those like demoralizing. Yeah. In a position like when yeah. Or something. So yeah, so they had a lot of misfortune uh, offensive line, and um, they had they picked up a, a interior lineman from Bama uh, with their second pick. So I, I hope for the the skilled the skilled guys um, as far as you know what we could see from. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and them being from Bama, um, that they they actually have those opportunities to get those to display, you know, that, you know, their, their skills. Um, but hopefully they're able to do so um, because the offensive line is, needs some help. Yeah, they only drafted one lineman, Landon Dickerson, out of Alabama. Uh, we'll see what moves they make. Uh, there should be some signings uh, now that the draft is over. We just saw Ali Villanueva get signed. Uh so, you know, we'll see what happens after. But next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they took another running back uh, in, in the first round, Najee Harris out of Alabama. Uh, great running back. He's a great talent. Um, you know, was it a position of need for them? Maybe. Uh, but, you know, they – I would say absolutely. Position of need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lost James Conner last year. Um you know, some would argue that, you know, I mean, a lot of people thought Najee Harris was going to the Steelers. I saw a lot of mock drafts with Najee Did we have Harris them going? The Steelers. No, we had him taking Travis Etienne. Oh, okay. Well, um, running back, yeah. Um, but, yeah we, yeah, we figured they would go running yeah. back. But uh, they're, they're they seem to want to build around that at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're definitely different types of running backs. And I feel like Najee Harris kind of fits the Pittsburgh Steeler mold. Like, if he can, like, become, like, anything like what Derrick Henry is for the Tennessee Titans, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like he, that'll be like the path to the Steelers getting back to what we know them as, like a team that runs the ball and plays defense. Like, I think he can be the guy to bring that culture back, and like I'm just excited to see if it happens or not. Yeah, Devon Devon beat me to it because um, so first I, I thought like as far as Pittsburgh, um, they were they were in a tough situation because you know Big Ben probably won't be there next year, so it's like all right, do we do we go and you know, it's kind of just an awkward situation for them because they also lost, like, a bunch of defenders on on that side of the ball on, on defense. Um, they lost, like, five starters. So maybe you would have thought they would have addressed that need on defense. But at the same time, again, Roethlisberger probably won't be there next year. Um, but then they go they go in and draft Najee Harris uh, from Bama, which leads me to believe that, you know, are they looking for – 
are they looking for that identity? Do they are they looking for the next Derrick Henry, um, a, a guy who probably wasn't as big but similar size, coming out of Bama, Bama running back. Um, maybe they they shift towards being a team that relies on the running back position. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Steelers a franchise that has done that in the past, uh, so it wouldn't be too surprised to see him do it again. Uh, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers. They took Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Which we got right. Uh, we did get that right in our mock draft uh, with the third pick. Uh, so this was their guy all along. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, uh, you know, they put up some smoke and mirrors about who they wanted. But ultimately, uh, they wanted Trey Lance. Uh, they think the guy has a really high ceiling, great rushing potential. Uh, and if they can develop him as a passer, given that he's, you know, limited in terms of the number of snaps he had in college, uh, they feel like his ceiling can be really high. So um, this is the probably the most versatile quarterback that uh, Kyle Shanahan's worked with since RG3. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we saw that season he had in Washington. Uh, maybe Trey Lance can do something and sustain it over in San Francisco. A uh, quick sneak pick, uh, pick up for the uh, 49ers would be Trey Sermon, a player who stepped in for Master Teague when uh, Ohio State went on their run this year. And walked in and was giving two two twenty five yeah, after two fifty like, after three hundred. Like yeah. this guy is gonna be, he's gonna I think he'll be a good NFL running back. I think this is a perfect fit for the um, kind of historical background of San Francisco and how they like to run the ball. Yep. And so I'm I'm kind of excited for them for that. Um, thought that was a great pickup. Yeah, we were here uh, around probably winter at some point last winter, and we were here just watching. This dude come in and I remember just talking to Nat like, "Yo, is this is this running back from Ohio State their starting guy?" And just like, "Nah, like, I mean, I think I this is the backup." Like, like, is he a freshman? Or yeah, something? but like, I'm like, "Yo, senior, I'm like, bro. yo, who is this dude?" And then <laughs> and then he goes on a streak of putting up like 200 plus yard games or something crazy like that. Um, so a guy who like stepped onto the scene just last year, not as a starter right. at Ohio State, and then he has that momentum carrying into the NFL on a, a team that historically has developed running backs pretty well. Um, yeah, so he really that was sees a, that opportunity. That was, right a, that was a great pick for them. Yeah, the Niners love their running backs. Uh, they will always take an opportunity to draft one, pick one up, sign them. They don't care. They, they want to rotate running backs. Um, and it works for them. So, you know, you can't be too mad at it. Uh, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They only had three picks oh in this entire draft. No first rounders. What happened with that? Um, I mean, they just – they got Jamal Adams. Um, you know they trade, <laughs> made trades, and hey man, this is this is all they got. They got scraps right now. Yo, so what does this mean for their offensive line though? Like Russ, uh, that's been a headline. Like he's been, he was the most, probably the most sacked last year. I think um, quarterback and most pressures, like you know, among the top in those categories. Like they got a, a tackle in the sixth round, and in free agency, what have they done? I think they might have gotten. They might have uh, signed some guy in free agency. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, they could um, still be working in free agency. Still some time left. They could uh, address it maybe at another position. But I thought, you know, you would see something a little earlier from them in terms of them addressing the O-line as well. Uh, but they went with Dwayne Eskridge, uh, second round, 56th pick out of Western Michigan. Um, and, you know, they just gave Russell Wilson another weapon. But hopefully he has time to throw to him. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Only three picks in the draft. You can't really do too much. Uh, but up next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs, um, who brought everybody back, including the top, you know, 12 guys with the most snaps on offense and defense. 
uh, which is insane. Um, but in their first round, they went with Joe Tryon, the edge rusher out of Washington, going end of the first round, grabbing the edge rusher, developing that uh, that defense. I think that's a great pick for them. Um, you can never have too many of those guys, of course. What do y'all think about the Kyle Trask pick? I like it. I like it, too. Uh, I mean, if they see how Brady worked for them, and they're like, yo, Brady, tell, tell Kyle Trask. Just, just yeah, tell just, what you just know. Just tell him. Because <laughs> – He's not the uh, he's not a you know a, a super athlete or anything. He doesn't have a crazy arm, or anything like that. But he's a baller. He played really well at Florida, um, and you know some games he didn't play so good. But when he was on, he looked as good as any of these quarterbacks. Um, yeah. So you know it's going to be interesting to see how that development works. I still think Brady will play another couple of years, but I wonder uh, <laughs> you know if this is going to be the next guy up, and uh, you know I guess we'll see what happens and see how he develops in that system. Yeah, real quick, shout out to my boy, my boy Rob. He's a huge Florida fan, um, and I, I was actually like leading up to the draft. I'm like, yo, is Kyle Trask like is he get coming out? Like, is he eligible or what? Like, one of those dudes that kind of just slipped away. Um, because he was, like, as far as college football goes, he was, like, touted as one of the best college quarterbacks, even, like, maybe even Heisman talks. Um, and then he slips um, for reasons um, in his college career um, towards the end of it, actually. But um, I don't know. Maybe this could be a steal for them because when I did, Florida had a crazy offense um, with him and Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney. Um, and he, when I saw him, he was he was lighting it up. So um, maybe this has potential to be a, a steal and a bridge uh, from Tom Brady in the future. Absolutely, it could be. And uh, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans uh, with the twenty second pick in the first round. I love this pick. They went with Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm really high on this guy. I think he's uh, probably like the best corner in the draft, barring his health. Um, but great size, great versatility. Um, if this pans out for them, he might be one of the biggest steals uh, because he's definitely a talented guy, but those health concerns are just really concerning. Um, he had back surgery recently. It's not something you want to hear out of a cornerback, you know, just getting to the league um, when you imagine you have injuries in front of you, knock on wood. Yep. They, the, the Titans were, they were garbage in the secondary last year. So Trash. Um, hopefully fairly st- Farley stays healthy and is able to, you know, return for them on their, on their, uh, investment. So we'll see. Yeah. All I can think about is how goofy he looked. Oh, when he got drafted. <laughs> when he got oh drafted. Yeah. He was, yeah. He yeah. I remember the room <laughs> by himself with the glasses on, me mugging the camera. I was nah, like, yo, yeah, what I are you to, doing? I had to tell Donovan and Jamel, I had to remind him cause he had COVID. Yeah. So he was just like looking crazy, like. Usually you have the players have, like, family in the background and everybody's, you know, sitting close together. But he was just, like, it looked like he was on, like, Skype or something or on whatever. Uvu. Remember Uvu? Uvu. That's a throwback. But, yeah, he was just, bro, he was just in the camera just standing up looking crazy. Yeah, that sucks. So he didn't really get his draft moment, really, because he had COVID? He still got drafted, though. Yeah, I mean, of course. (laughs) Got the phone call. That's all that matters. No, nah, but it was it was funny. That's a fact. Kind of wild. Nah, Titans think they had a pretty good draft on the day. They um solidified a little bit more of that old line. They got Dylan Radens uh, with the fifty third pick. Uh, he was rated a late first rounder, early second rounder. Elijah Molden was one of the I think he was the number two safety on the board, um, early second round pick, and uh, they got him in the third round. So uh, and along with Rashad Weaver as well. Um, they got him with the six. Uh, they got him later with the 135th pick. He was ranked 
uh, 63rd on the big board. So good value picks for them. Hopefully it pans out. They had a lot of areas to address, and they did address most of them. Uh, but, you know, it's all to be said. I mean, on paper it all looks good, but we'll see what happens when the season comes. Yeah, yeah they lost Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson. It's a huge hole to fill. Tough to replace. And uh, last but not least, we have the Washington football team. Uh, and they went with linebacker in the first round with the 19th pick, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Uh, I don't love this pick. I think it's what they needed in terms of position. Um, I like them going linebacker. We had them taking the joker. Mm-hmm. And I think they would have if the health concerns didn't come up. So, um, you know, ultimately they still got the guy they wanted. This guy, uh, Jamin Davis, is fairly versatile, uh, but somebody they believe that is going to work well for their system. And they also got good value out of getting uh, offensive tackle Samuel Cosme uh, out of Texas and a couple of receivers in the later rounds as well, De'Ami Brown and then uh, Dax Milne. Uh, so good draft for the Washington football team. I like what they're doing So the football team, they about to ride the Fitzpatrick and Heineker wave? Hell yeah. Why so not? is that is that going to is that gonna get it done for them in the in their division? We know they made the, the playoffs. In their division, yeah. And did they won their division, didn't they? Yeah, just so gonna get it done in this division. But is that sustainable? Is Fitzpatrick and it don't need Heineken? to be? They talking you know, about Fitzpatrick might retire next year. They just <laughs> trying to win today. Right. So, what, so what you're asking is like, are they winning? Are they winning the division? Well, how relevant will they be? I mean, yeah. if you, if you win the division, you're relevant. All right. Like I'm just, in I mean, my in my I, mind, I think yeah. like up until week 17, they will be in talks to win the division. So so it's not <laughs> it's not just a one one year wonder type. No, nah, nah, I think nah. the, I mean Chase Young not a one year wonder player. So I think <laughs> him and a couple of the other guys that got in their core. That um, defense is crazy. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to be okay in terms of what they're building there. Uh, but that is the end. Uh, of our draft analysis uh, going over each team, primarily first-round picks and talking about uh, some of the key additions in the later rounds. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll get back to you next week with all the updated NFL news. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for the Zone Talk podcast and all of our socials at Zone Talk Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll catch y'all later. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl All I need is any with a little bit of dope Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spot's like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know Before my plane clothes, get the bag and race home Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey, quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to Pross. Speak healthy niggas bite me hard, I feel like holy field. These niggas flex too hard, they care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed, yeah. I'm a
I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed, yeah.